Hey everyone, I'm Ben Norton and this is Geopolitical Economy Report. In my work here, I've done a lot of reporting on the Global South's response to the new Cold War that the United States and the European Union are waging up against both Russia and China, and especially the proxy war in Ukraine. We've seen that, that the United States and Europe have pressured countries across Latin America, Africa, and Asia to join them in imposing sanctions on Russia, in cutting ties with Russia and China, and in sending military equipment and weapons to Ukraine. And yet the vast majority of the global population lives in countries that have been neutral in this new Cold War. I did a separate report, which I'll link to in the description below, that looks at an article that two former US diplomats wrote in which they admit that 87% of the world has not joined them in their sanctions and economic war against Russia and has shown neutrality. And today what I'm gonna be talking about is how Latin America, the left-wing leaders in Latin America have refused to send weapons to Ukraine despite pressure by the US and by multiple European governments. I'm talking about the left-wing leaders of Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina have refused to be engaged in the proxy war in Ukraine and have denied requests by the West to send weapons. As always, I have a report about this and I will link to it in the description below, which has all of the, it has links to all of the sources that I'll be discussing today. And I'll be looking at the comments that have been made by the new president of Brazil, Lula da Silva, the first ever left-wing president of Colombia, Gustavo Petro, and I'll also be looking at the comments made by Argentina's president, Alberto Fernandez. All three rejected pressure to send weapons to Ukraine. All three of them have been neutral, and all three of them have called for peace talks to end the proxy war in Ukraine, while the West continues to escalate this proxy war. Now, to begin this analysis here today, I'm going to be showing a video clip from the commander of Southcom, that is Southern Command. This is the part of the US military that oversees operations in Latin America and the Caribbean. And the commander of Southcom, the Army General Lara J. Richardson, did an interview with NATO's de facto think tank, the Atlantic Council, on January 19th. And she admitted that the United States is pressuring countries in Latin America that have bought Russian military equipment to replace that military equipment with US military equipment and then to send it to Ukraine to help fight against Russia. So here is this very revealing video clip. If I talk to uh, my number two um, adversary in the region, Russia, I mean, I've got, uh, of course, the countries, uh, Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua with uh, Russia relationships, but what I really look at, and six other countries, by the way, so a total of nine that have Russian equipment. Uh so a few responses there. I'm going to say more. I'm going to show more of the clip. But she points out by saying that Russia is the number two adversary of the United States. Earlier in the, in the video, the discussion, she said that China is Washington's number one adversary. But here she complains that the leftist governments in Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua are close allies of Russia. And she says six other countries in Latin America, a nine, nine in total, have bought Russian military equipment. And now, he, now she proposes what she wants them to do with that Russian military equipment. Uh, 
uh, in them, and uh, we're working to replace that Russian equipment uh, with United States equipment if those countries want to donate it to Ukraine or uh, the cause that's happening. And so there you go. She proposes that those countries in Latin America that have bought Russian military equipment donate that military equipment, that is weapons, to Ukraine to help it fight this NATO proxy war against Russia. And then she says that they can replace that military equipment with U.S. military equipment. Now, multiple leaders in Latin America have refused to do so and have criticized the West for trying to get them involved in its proxy war against Russia. I'll start by talking about the new president of Brazil, Lula da Silva. This is his third term. He's a leftist from the Workers' Party, and he just entered office again on January 1st. And Germany was trying to pressure Brazil to send tank munitions to Ukraine. Germany has agreed, under U.S. pressure, has agreed to send tanks to, to Ukraine. This is a massive escalation of the proxy war that could potentially make Germany a target and, and expand this war across Europe. It's very dangerous. And Germany did so in response to U.S. pressure. And now Germany is pressuring Brazil under Lula to send tank munitions to Ukraine. And Lula refused to do so. He said no. And this is not the first time. Back in June in 2022, when Lula was campaigning for president before he, he won the, the October election, he criticized the White House for sending tens of billions of dollars of weapons to Ukraine while there was no baby formula in most stores in the United States. There's a huge shortage. Back in June, Lula said, this is an exact quote, how can the world's largest economic power say it doesn't have milk for children just after President Biden announced $40 billion to buy weapons destined to, for the, the war in Ukraine. So that was Lula criticizing the United States. And he made very similar comments in an interview with Time Magazine back in May. And we, we know, of course, Time Magazine is closely linked to the U.S. government, and they really represent kind of a propaganda mouthpiece for the U.S. government. And in this interview, God, I can't go to a single website without a million pop-ups. It's impossible to use the internet these days. In, the, in this interview, they were very hawkish, of course, against Russia, as always, because time is closely you know, linked to the U.S. State Department. And they argue that most Western analysts argue that Vladimir Putin's invasion was fueled by an imperialistic desire to seize territory. No mention of NATO expansion, no mention of Zelensky's threat to put in nuclear weapons right on Russia's border. But anyway, no mention of the 2014 coup in Ukraine organized by the U.S. But this is just propaganda in time. In response, Lula criticized time and he pushed back and he said, quote, this is an exact quote from Lula when he was running for president, quote, I see the president of Ukraine speaking on television, being applauded, getting a standing ovation by all the European parliamentarians, Lula said, shaking his head angrily, Time noted. And then Lula said, this guy is as responsible as Putin for the war, because in the war, there's not just one person guilty. Time said that Lula argues that it is irresponsible for Western leaders to celebrate Zelensky 
rather than focusing on closed door negotiations. And Lula said, quote, you are encouraging this guy. And then he thinks he's the cherry on your cake. We should be having a serious conversation. Okay, you were a nice comedian, but let us not make war for you to show up on TV. So brutal criticism of Zelensky for just being a, an actor and a comedian and, and proposing more war instead of peace. So Lula has long been criticizing these Western governments for the proxy war. When he was running for president in Brazil in August of 2022, he said that if I win the elections, I hope the war between Ukraine and Russia has ended. But if it hasn't, we're going to make we're going to have a dial. Um, we're going to make an attempt to have dialogue to establish peace again. He's saying we're not interested in any kind of war. And then in October, right before the election, he said the only position that interests Brazil on the question of Ukraine and Russia is peace. A time of war is a time of destruction. The, the world wants peace, uh, dealing with the question of climate change and ending hunger. So once again, very powerful comments from Lula. He's been very consistent about this, calling for peace and not escalation of the proxy war in Ukraine. Now, he's not the only leader, the leftist leader in Latin America who's done the same. In Colombia, the new left-wing president, Gustavo Petro, has also refused efforts by the U.S. pressuring him to send weapons to Ukraine. Instead, he has called for peace and dialogue. So here, I'm going to be showing a, a clip of Gustavo Petro speaking at the meeting, the summit of the community of Latin American and Caribbean states in Buenos Aires, Argentina, on January 24th. Of course, he's speaking in Spanish. So what I'll do is I'm going to play the audio and then I'm going to translate it while he's speaking and I'll I'll briefly, you know, comment in some parts. So he says, Colombia in the past few years, not during my government, bought Russian military equipment. He says, for its own purposes, inside the country. Eh, ese, ese material está ahí. He says that equipment is, is there. Y en alguna conversación con la señora Richardson y otras personas de Estados Unidos. And he said in a conversation with Richardson, he's referring to, he says, he says Mrs. Richardson, he's referring to the commander of Southcom, the army general, who admitted that she's pressuring countries in Latin America to sell their Russian military equipment. So here, Colombian President Petro says that in conversations he had with the Southcom commander Richardson and also other people in the United States. Ellos me pidieron que para solucionar el problema de nuestra incapacidad de sostener esos elementos activos. So he says, in my conversations with the United States, they asked me in order to solve the problem of our inability to maintain this Russian military equipment. Se los entregásemos y ellos se los llevaban a Ucrania. He says they proposed, the U.S. proposed that we give them the Ukrainian military, the Russian military equipment, and then they would send it to Ukraine. Yo le dije que nuestra constitución tiene como orden en el terreno internacional la paz. He said, I told the United States that in our constitution, it says that in the international stage, we have to maintain peace. 
So he rejected that. He said no. And he said that Russian military equipment will remain in, in Colombia and it's going to become junk. He's not going to use it. He's against using the military equipment. He said, we will not send them the Russian military equipment so they can send it to Ukra Ukraine to continue a war. So we see a forceful condemnation of U.S. pressure to try to escalate the proxy war in Ukraine. Gustavo Petro said, no, we want peace. And then he followed up in response to that. A right-wing Colombian politician named Juan Manuel Galán criticized Petro, and he said that this right-winger in Colombia claimed that the left-wing president is supporting authoritarianism, tyranny, autocracy, war crimes, violations of human rights, and corruption. And in response, Petro replied on Twitter on January 27th. He said, the best thing that could happen for humanity is peace between Ukraine and Russia, not prolongation of the war. I will not help to prolong any war. He said he did call for uh, international war crimes to, to be investigated. And then he said no to invasion, neither invasions nor blockades. So once again, refusing to be involved, being neutral, refusing to take this bait from the U.S. and from right-wing politicians. Of course, in Latin America, all of the right-wing politicians are obediently pro-U.S. They all love the United States. So those are two new left-wing leaders in Latin America from two of the largest countries, Brazil and Colombia, who have refused to send weapons to Ukraine. We also now have another example from Argentina, which is another one of the largest countries in Latin America. And the president of Argentina, Alberto Fernandez, just had a meeting on January 28th with Germany's chancellor, the head of the German state, Olaf Scholz, who visited Argentina. And they gave a press conference. And in this press conference, Scholz was trying to pressure Argentina to send military equipment to Ukraine. And Alberto Fernandez said, no, neither Argentina nor any other country in Latin America is going to send weapons. So here's this clip, and I'll translate it as well. Argentina y América Latina no va, no está pensando en, en mandar armamentos ni a, ni a Ucrania ni a ningún otro lugar en conflicto. He said, neither Argentina nor Latin America is planning on sending weapons to, to Ukraine or any other armed conflict. He said this right when he was speaking right next to German Chancellor Schultz at this press conference. So this is a clear example of Latin America rejecting this attempt by the United States and the European Union to further militarize and prolong this proxy war in Ukraine against Russia, to drag the global south into this imperialist war being waged by NATO. Latin America has said, no, we are neutral. We do not want to be involved in your new Cold War. And I should point out that of all of the left-leaning leaders in Latin America, Alberto Fernandez is, is probably the least left-wing. Maybe he's up there with Gabriel Boric, who's the new millennial president of Chile, who's also not very left-wing. He has a lot of right-wing views, and he's very pro-U.S. and soft on imperialism. He comes from an anarchist student activist background and has no political experience, really. And he's very 
you know, conciliatory toward imperialism and, and uh, attacking the left in the region. After him, Alberto Fernandez is, is kind of center, center left. But even Alberto Fernandez has refused to join this proxy war. Of course, it goes without saying that Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua have all condemned NATO and U.S. imperialism, condemned the 2014 U.S. organized coup in Ukraine, and all correctly pointed out the role that, you, you, that NATO expansion has played in causing this war in Ukraine, which did not start when Russia invaded in February of 2022. It started in 2014 when the U.S. organized the coup that overthrew Ukraine's geopolitically neutral, democratically elected government and installed a pro-Western regime. And also Bolivia, the leftist government in Bolivia has condemned the proxy war in Ukraine and refused to get involved and maintain neutrality. And meanwhile, even Argentina, like I said, which I mean, it's the, the least left wing of all the left wing governments in Latin America. Even they have joined along with the left wing governments in the region in in allying with China and Russia. So Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela are all part of China's Belt and Road Initiative. All of them are very close to China and they're also close to Russia. And this past February, in fact, a few weeks before Russia invaded, although, of course, he didn't know this was going to happen. Argentina's president, Alberto Fernandez, visited both Beijing and Moscow. And there he met with President Xi Jinping of China and President Vladimir Putin of Russia and signed billions of dollars of economic agreements. And Argentina joined Beijing's Belt and Road Initiative. And this was largely because Argentina is trapped in $44 billion of debt owed to the US-dominated International Monetary Fund, the IMF. Argentina has been trapped in colonial debt, first owed to the British Empire and since to the United States for well over 100 years. And Argentina is now trying to pursue a more independent foreign policy. And in fact, Argentina has even applied to join the BRICS system. That is B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And of course, Lula da Silva, the president in Brazil, the leftist from the Workers' Party, he was one of the co-founders of the BRICS bloc and he today is trying to strengthen BRICS. And Argentina has applied to join the extended BRICS Plus block. And at China's invitation, Argentina actually attended the virtual summits of the BRICS in 2022. So we see integration of Latin America. I've done reports about how uh, Brazil and Argentina are making plans to create a Latin American currency to end dependence on the US dollar. And they're going to invite other countries in the region to join and how this is going to be tied together also with BRICS. The BRICS bloc is trying to develop a new currency for international trade. So all of this shows how the global south refuses to bow down to US imperialism. They refuse to become involved in the NATO proxy war against Russia. They're maintaining their own independent foreign policy, their own independent economic policy, and multiple leaders in Latin America, the leftist leaders are refusing to get involved in this proxy war in Ukraine. They're saying no, they're calling for peace. And by the way, I should mention that the Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, who is the first left-wing leader of Mexico in decades, he also has called for peace in Ukraine and in, in an, an alliance with the Pope, Pope Francis, President AMLO in Mexico, he called for the United Nations to sponsor a peace process and said that Mexico would sponsor the UN peace process in order to bring about peace in Ukraine. So 
Latin America, once again, is showing how it's the vanguard in the world pushing for peace and progress and opposing imperialism and neoliberalism. And we see that, you know, not only the, the most revolutionary governments in the region, you know, Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Bolivia, but also the other, you know, center-left and left-wing progressive governments, like in Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina, they're refusing, and Mexico, they're refusing to become involved in the new Cold War and maintaining neutrality. This is the new non-aligned movement. This is the new multipolar world. And that's why U.S. imperialism is becoming more and more desperate. It's why European imperialists are becoming more and more desperate because they can see that the vast majority of the global population in the global south is not obediently following their orders as they have been used to over hundreds of years of colonialism and neocolonialism. And they can't tolerate true independence, especially economic dependence, ind economic independence in the global south. So with that, I'm going to conclude my analysis today. I'm Ben Norton. If you want to support the work that we do here at Geopolitical Economy Report, you can go to geopoliticaleconomy.com support, or you can go to Patreon and become a patron at patreon.com slash geopoliticaleconomy. And any support you could provide would be very important for us to continue our work. We have no institutional support, no big sponsors. And as always, every source that I discussed today is linked to in the article in the description below over at geopoliticaleconomy.com. I'm Ben Norton. I'll see you all next time. Thanks a lot.